Greetings, I'm Dr. Rahman, and this is Black Women's Health. We are continuing our conversation about breast cancer from three different perspectives, the patient, her best friend, and the breast surgeon. Last week, we heard from Dr. Lisa. She provided us with vital information. She helped us to understand the process and she made us proud to know that there are black doctors in our community that are caring for us and are willing to provide us with this kind of information. Today, we hear from Joan. She tells her story. Once again, I have to apologize for the audio. I contemplated not publishing this, but once again, I was overwhelmed by the feeling that this information is too important not to share. So let's hear from Joan. Joan, I want to focus the light on you a little bit, okay? Uh, um, Did you consider yourself prior to this to be high risk? No, it did not run in the family. It was not genetics. Um, And I ate healthy. I exercised. Um, So no, I was not high risk. Um, And how did your... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sharon. That's not accurate now that I think about it. I have the breasts that they call um, calcifications in my breasts. So because of that, I was at high risk. There's a different name for it that I can't rec- I can't call. Maybe you can call it, Sharon, when you have lumps, a lot of lumps in your breast. Well, there's something called fibrocystic breast, yeah. which means that your breasts basically feel lumpy and they can feel particularly lumpy and full and swollen just before your menstrual cycle. And that's yes. fairly uh-huh. common. But, okay, so you have fibrocystic breasts. Was there a family history of breast cancer? No. Uh, Did you consider yourself to be obese at any point in time? No, I was never obese. Did you breastfeed your your child? Yes, I breastfed my son. Did you take hormonal replacement? For a short period of time, When I had a hysterectomy, I took um, hormonal replacement and it caused blood clots. So we we stopped it. But I did take it for maybe two months. And were you someone that would get a regular mammogram? Yes. So how did did the diagnosis come about for you? Um, One day I started noticing a leak in my right breast and it's this thing like a liquid was oozing you know not oozing but starting to leak out of my breast and at first I didn't pay much attention I put a little neosporin on it and called it a day but after a couple weeks when it was still there I went to an OBGYN in 2019 um, in March I went and saw the OBGYN and she had me schedule for a mammogram and had a mammogram in April of 2019. And she also sent me to the Helen Graham Cancer Center. 
the mammogram, which I have in my hand right now, says that we are pleased to inform you that the results of your breast study dated April 8, 2019 are normal, but not. But she sent me to the Howard Graham Cancer Center anyway. So I had an appointment with one of the uh, good the surgeons there. Uh, I guess I shouldn't call name a doctor there. And um, the appointment was for May the 14th. And she took a look at my breast and she said, I don't know what this is, but it's not cancer. So she gave me some cortisone, some type of cortisone cream to use. And she said that um, if it comes, you know, use this, this should, you know, treat it because it might be some type of infection. But if it comes back, come back to her. So I did use the cream and it seemed like it went away for a while, maybe a couple months. Now we're talking July or August and um, I called them back and I went back again and she assured me again that it wasn't cancer. Um, she would try she would try a different type of cream. So um, we tried this different type of cream and um, we de they decided to have a, mam a diagnostic mammogram. So we had a diagnostic mammogram. Now we're talking in November and we were having this diagnostic mammogram. After the diagnostic mammogram, I started getting a call from the lab saying that they were recommending an ultrasound. So I called them back and they said that, no, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little mixed up. They wanted the, the lab called after the first mammogram and said they thought that I sh should have further testing an ultrasound, but the doctor didn't agree. And she said, we can have a, a diagnostic mammogram. Well, in the meantime, I had death in the family. My grandson passed away and I had to um, bury my grandson. So I went back to them and explained to them that my grandson had passed and could I wait, you know, a minute to um, have the test. And they said, well, it's not cancer, so it's not a problem at all. You can take a month. This was in December. And I did have the diagnostic mammogram November 22nd. And that's when the lab, I'm getting a little mixed up, I'm sorry. I had the diagnostic mammogram November 22nd, and that's when the lab started calling after the diagnostic mammogram, which also came back that um, it came back that it needed further evaluation. And that's when the lab started calling. And um, Dr. Penman said she didn't need, that I didn't need the ultrasound, which, she, which the lab thought I did, but we would have a different test, a contrast MRI. So I had to bury my grandson and they said, don't worry about it. You know, we're pretty sure it's not cancer. So take your time, bury your grandson and come back. So that was, the, that was in December. So on January, I went back in December, the end of December, and in January, uh, they ordered a contrast MRI. I had the contrast MRI on January, January the 21st. And um, on January the 29th, 
they, I had a biopsy because now they decided I need a biopsy. Mm -hmm. So um, I had a biopsy on January 29th by a different doctor. And after the biopsy, she looked at me and said, you have cancer. Mm -hmm. And I said, what? And she said, you have cancer. And uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. You have cancer. Um, you, your doctor, they're going to schedule you an appointment with um, a different surgeon because the surgeon you were working with has retired. So, so, so Don, you initially thought you did not have cancer, but in the span of less than a month, you were told you definitely do? I was told from from April until January that I didn't have cancer. And then, after, and then after the contrast MRI on January 21st, now we're talking a different year, January 21st, 2020, after a contrast MRI, they decided that I, now I need the ultrasound that the lab had suggested a few months ago. So now I needed an ultrasound and a biopsy. So a different doctor that came from Penn Medicine gave me the um, ultrasound and the biopsy and she told me right there she was very down to earth probably one of the most down to earth people that I interacted with and she looked at me and she said I'm going to tell you the truth you have cancer and I said what and I was rescheduled for a different surgeon because the surgeon that I was working with was one of the top surgeons at Helen Graham Cancer Center but she since retired she retired in January so I was referred to a different surgeon who I saw on um, January the 10th. And she was a young lady. I had never met her before. I'm sitting on the table and she walked in and just, she walked in and she said, I'm Dr. So-and-so. You have cancer. It is triple negative. It is, it is spread in three different places in your breast. You are going to have to have um, chemotherapy and a mastectomy. Mm. And, I, and I just sat there stunned, like she can't be talking to me. And I said to her, I have been coming here since April. So we're talking almost a year of me being told I have no cancer. And now you're telling me that not only do I have cancer, but it's spread and it's going to result in chemotherapy and a mastectomy. I said, how could that happen? And she said, I don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you, um, but that's what it is. So I was, in, I was stunned. And after that, I didn't hear much of anything else except that perhaps I'd want to do the genetic testing. Yes. And I did do the genetic testing on February the 7th. And it was proven to be um, false. false. There's not, it's not genetically. So I was very happy about that. Um, but then I did get an ultrasound on my lymph nodes on February the 10th. And there's no cancer in the lymph That's nodes. Fantastic. Yeah. And um, then I decided at that point that I needed to go to a different cancer hospital. Yeah, this is the hospital who has misdiagnosed me for almost a year, and I, I had no confidence or no faith that they could treat me and save my life. So, um, can I just interject here sure. for a moment? And being her friend for 
30 years, 40 years, it was difficult to hear her so dejected after, you know, going for months uh, with being told that there was nothing, you know, she had nothing to worry about. It was just an infection or whatever. And when she got that diagnosis and she told me about it, it was like she had gone into the pit of hell, you know, in in a in in one meeting. Yes. But then to when she made the decision to get a second opinion, it was like, you know, you could you could look at the sky again. It was, you know, you you had hope. And I'm so glad that this woman who told her so matter of factly that you know, she had breast cancer, that that was the trigger that told her that she needed to go someplace else because that really, really, I think, changed her life and her perspective on how she is getting through this cancer and she's getting through, she's going through hurdles. She's, you know, she's doing everything that, that she's supposed to do and and she's expecting a great outcome. And it's just so, so um, encouraging to see you know, it's just so encouraging to see. So to recap, maybe she was high risk, maybe she wasn't high risk. What does fibrocystic mean and what about those calcifications? But irrespective, this is someone that was getting regular mammograms. Um, there was a delay in the diagnosis. She was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer, currently undergoing treatment. So let her story be a precautionary tale to all women, especially black women. Honor and respect your body. When you know something's not right, get answers. Get answers, don't wait. And so I have nothing but respect for Joan because in the midst of all of this, she has decided that she wants to share her story. She wants to share her story so that other black women can benefit. And so nothing but respect. The conversation continues.